can you hear that? I hear nothing. Oh, hey. you hear nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. It'd be like that sometimes. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the PMS podcast. Part of my sarcasm podcast, the show where my my comments are often sarcastic and my opinion always matters. Um, today, we have the lovely B, the co-host of the black tea podcast um welcome on the show thank you i appreciate you for coming on the show um as always it's always nice to have you on the show how are you today thank you, thank you. i'm wonderful i'm wonderful i see you guys flourishing on your black tea podcast like i always come on because you guys always <laughs> have great content and i just appreciate watching y'all you know you and most, you and most, y'all keep y'all thing going. It makes me, it gets me motivated to do more shows. So like I had to do <laughs> something this weekend and like step my game up because I haven't been doing podcasts in a while. So I apologize for being delayed by like not putting out more content, but you know, work happens, life happens, and then you grow from it. So, right. um, that's all that matters. Yeah, it is all that matters. So, um, today's podcast is going to be um interesting because i haven't done one in a while but it's always the same type of stuff and the same type of vibe when i'm on here so um based off of the last um podcast that we had uh we talked about dang i don't it's been that it's been so long since i last did a podcast that i don't even remember the last episode that i did i believe it was um dang don't even get me to start lying (laughs) Oh wow. Uh anyways, I'm gonna just move on because it is what it is. Like is it that long that you've done the podcast? It's it's been a while since I last done it out. Oh, I just remembered. So I had a guest on and we were talking about his um his his skincare line, you know. Um he's on Instagram, he does skincare and he created all his products and he's a black man who looks like us, who created his own products. Um he didn't have any help. He just did it all on his own and he was able to go out and make his own business. And I was I was happy about it because the aesthetics of his page are so dope that it's just like it, it, it motivated me to want to do something on my page, you know. So I started doing something here and there for my own Instagram page for my podcast. So like I'm still learning and it is what it is. But I gotta be more consistent with my work like you and most. <laughs> Um, we out there. I mean, it was tough at first because we we kind of got discouraged a little bit, but then we were like, no, we just gotta mm. keep it. You know, we just gotta keep the keep it flowing. So. Facts, facts. So let's get right into this. Um, this may seem a little weird and unpresumptuous, but were you raised by your parents or someone else? Both my parents. You was raised by a two-parent two. household. Oh. Oh, we love to see it. We love to see it. How was it? How was that? It was good. Um, I mean, there was some, some, you know, just kind of just growing up. Right. When I, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it because I always felt like, oh my gosh, they're, they're always like making sure that we're doing this right. And this is right. And this is right. Like my dad was in the military and my mom was in the medical field. So they worked, but they, um, but they really like took care of us. Like we always saw that that love between them. They're seventy years old. They're still together. They go on dates. 
Yo, <laughs> they 70 years old and still goes on dates? But they don't look 70, but, like, like, my mom was really young. My mom was, like, she's probably in her 50s. That sounds like relationship goes to me if I've ever heard them. Like, um, yeah. my grandma recently passed away, but her and my grandpa have been together for, like, 63 and a half years. Married That's for 63 and a half years. Yeah, I love it. I love to see it. Like, my when my grand, when my grandmother passed away, like, maybe, like, two years ago, Mm-hmm. Um, I was like worried about my grandpa because he never saw me with that much, and then I got my grandpa. Like I'm the one who like kind of breaks with it, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> because I can't see my grandpa anymore. Um, so I really like that about it. It was kind of embarrassing because it kind of changed my whole perspective. Why? Why would you think that it was embarrassing? Right, of course. Because really, that's all that matters, is you taking care of yourself first. Family, they're so loving. But it was embarrassing for me, too. Why was it embarrassing? I love that. I loved growing up with love, and that's how I kind of am with my kids. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, because mm. I'm so... I'm not a helicopter, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't like I don't put my hands on them or anything like that. Right. Like we talk, we talk open and honest, and that's what I feel like. You know, sh- it should be like that. But sometimes, like growing up, I would I would hold back things that I felt um, <laughs> um, from my parents. Like I'm feeling this certain type of way, and mm-hmm. you know. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so would you say that the way you were raised then, according to today's standards, would be considered um, child abuse or no? No. Mm. Not the way I was raised. Not the way but you I were raised. Mean it. <laughs> like, I oh, <laughs> I can tell you right now, the way I was raised, man. <laughs> yeah, the way I was raised, you could set your clock to to, to how often I was getting a whooping or a beating or whatever. It was it was wild. I mean, I wouldn't say that I deserved it all the time, but the majority of the time, yeah, I definitely deserved it from the stuff that I was doing. Yeah, it was uh, I was a mischievous little kid. I was very I, I pushed the envelope a lot to uh, basically get me into a lot of trouble. It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I grew up in like military house. Mm-hmm. So seeing the kids like being able to do certain things, but their parents were mean. What? <laughs> they had mean parents, and so I'd be like, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna What's stay." What's good, most? I'm gonna stay inside uh, because I don't want to get in trouble. And I know my mom; she don't be playing. She don't play. Right. She don't play the games. So, <laughs> so, but. They were able to, like, have this, like, freedom. Right. But I knew that when the streetlights came on, <laughs> you go, you, they're in the house. But she wasn't so, like, okay, you can't go everywhere. Right. But she always asked questions. 
like if I was going to somebody's house at school, which now you can't just send your kids to somebody's house. That's true. That is true. But back then, like our parents were like, okay, I know Emily, and you go sleep at Emily's house or go to Emily's sleepover because she has a friend, right? But now you got to ask all these questions. Or right. Basically, not even send your kids. So I'm gonna ask you the same question, most. Um, uh, were you raised in a two-parent household? I, I was um, half and half because um, in the beginning, I want to say my father was, and um, I want to say up until about maybe about ten or eleven, then he went to dinner. But by ten or eleven, that's when I started realizing what's going on. First of all, first of all, most got the ice cream man in the background. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. That's wild. Oh no, you good? You good? I was, I just like, I just thought I heard the chime, and I was like, oh yeah, this man's in, he in the middle of the suburbs, yeah. Okay, so question: Did your parents beat you? Uh, yeah, my mother beat me. Yeah. Would you have something for a beating time? <laughs> 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 yeah, hey, w- would you say that based on uh, how you were raised, uh, based on today's standards, would you say that you were uh, it was child abuse? Based uh, on today's yeah, standards, I would, I would say on today's standards because I got hit like with belt buckles and cable wires <laughs> and shit. Oh my god! Yeah, but you gotta understand. I've been six foot since I was eleven years old. Right, and right. My mother's five foot four. She had to. She had to even the odds. Yeah, yeah. She had to even the odds. I mean, <laughs> the way my parents, well, my mom, I would say, the way my mom beat me, like, no matter anything she can get her hands on, was something I got beat with. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I remember the last, the last time my, my mother, she's a, she's a fighter, like a real life, like fist fighter and stuff like that. So Oof. 
one time my brother, <laughs> my brother, he's a short one. He's like five something. Yeah. So when he he had come, he had, he's on he was on probation, so he's not supposed to go outside or come in by a certain time. His PO came by. They said, "Yo, I'm gonna let it slide this time. Let make sure he's in the house when I come by next time." Right. So my mom, my mom, I was talking to me in my bedroom. It was my bedroom. It was my mom's room, then my bedroom, and then his room. So. My mom, I guess he thought I was in my room talking to whoever, and he snuck past my mom's room mm-hmm. and walked up to my door. She stood to the side. She came out two-piece and boom, boom. After she threw it, yeah, straight punches. Oh, that a two-piece like chicken yeah, McNugget. He he was, the way he looked, he thought he was getting jumped. Like, this shit was crazy. Dang. And stuff like that. So after she did that, she was, like, just fucking him up, like, hitting him or whatever. Right. So that's when I was like, yo, chill, that's enough. Because she was like, yo, you want to raise him, then you raise him. And honestly, she didn't stop raising us, but that's the last time we got beaten up. But after that, we got into a lot of trouble. I'm talking about trouble with the Lord and all that stuff. Wow. Because she didn't beat us no more. So I think beatings are, are beneficial for real. I'm, I'm glad you made that segue because that leads me to my next question. Like, uh, are you thankful for the way you were raised or do you wish you were raised differently? I'm so thankful for the way I was raised. Honestly, I have a couple of friends, or not even friends, I got people that I know who don't have the upbringing that I have, and I don't want to say weak, but they're so lost in adulthood mm. because they didn't have the you know, the upbringing that I have. The discipline, like, the, yeah. The, the, the discipline, the structure that somebody teaches them what yeah. this is or teaches them what that is and how to overcome this. Some people, they get to one little problem, they're stuck, they're done, they give up, I can't fight it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The way my mother raised me, I, I can get faced with a couple problems. I'm a problem solver. You know? She helped me, definitely helped me to um, get past all that. What about you, B? I'm definitely thankful for the way I was. Like my mom was strict. Mm-hmm. My dad, my dad, he's he's always been so so laid back. Um, he still is to this right. day. But he, she was more she was more strict. But it was more like you know, um, just kind of like just trying to teach us like you have to do this to get here. Wow. Like, you know, but one of the one of the comments says uh, I can't see comments. He was. He was raised off of love for sure, even though their love was not solid. Wow. Um, me personally, um, I would say that I, at first I was raised in a two-parent household, and then my parents split, so it was it was back and forth, you know. Um, at first, I would say that it started off with love, and then after my parents split, it was more based off of survival, you know. Um, trying to figure out what was the best way for them to raise me, being, like, raised in the church, because my dad was a pastor, my mom was the first lady, and then, like, they were all raised, Church of God in Christ, and then we ended up moving with our grandparents in California. So, like, I feel like when I was younger, they were trying to, they were still trying to figure it out because they didn't necessarily have people to show them the right way to love on their kids, you know. I guess, speaking of what you said, I guess the benefit that I had, mm-hmm. because I'm a, I'm a second generation kid, meaning that my mother had three kids. Right. And ten, ten, year, 10 years later, she ended up, 13 years later, she ended up having three more. Oh, wow. So I, so I, was, in the, I was in the second round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was in the middle of the second round. So it got a little easier. Like, I did this already. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went back in because she a better one because I wouldn't have went back in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she went back in. But I was, I was like, you know, 30 years, so by the time my turn comes, not only does she have help because she got grown adults to go run around and do things for her, which is mm-hmm. her other children, grown adults to go do things for her, help her out. It's like that. She also has, like, used them as support systems. Like, you know, 
you watching your brother today. There's no question. You live in my yeah. house and you're a grown man. Yeah. You watching your brother today. You know what I mean? You being voluntold to watch your kid, yeah. <laughs> your son, yeah. your your brother actually. Yeah. 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 And stuff like that. So that that's 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 how it was. So that's I guess that's one of the things that made it a little easier for my mom to not show us the struggle because I'm sure they seen the struggle yeah. and stuff like that. Especially they was born in uh obviously in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah, my older my mother my mother was born eighteen forty nine, so they was born on they was born in the sixties, late late sixties, early seventies. My yeah. mother was born eighteen forty nine. So they they seen the struggle for real. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I think my parents were were raised based off of like biblical spare the rod, spoil the child type of thing, and that's the same type of thing that they how they raised us, you know. They didn't come up with all these books and doctrines on how to raise kids the right way or whatever to show love and all this other stuff. Their parents didn't show that to them. So like when it came naturally for them to have kids, they're gonna do what they knew or how they were raised. And do that to their children, but today, today's society, you can't do that because everybody gonna be locked up. Um, but like, I would, I would ask you guys this question: um, Do you believe that it takes a village to raise a child? You want to answer me? I, I believe it does. Mm. I believe. Mm. You know me. Just because I grew up in in navy in military housing, mm-hmm. so always. <laughs> I would say the opposite only because um that because, only because my mother is uh she was very private. I'm very popular with my kids too. So I don't mm. like to let a lot of people around my kids. So I'm very popular with my kids. My mother's the same way. So one of the things my father's Caribbean, so one of the things that, that happens to me in Caribbean, Jamaica, that the village does raise your child. Anybody can whip you. It don't matter who you are. Teachers, Correct. everybody can whip you. Correct. You know what I'm yeah. So my mother was told. necessarily has to do with, with putting their hands on your child. You know. No, well, that's what I know what they mean, but that, that's from based on how my father was raised, he felt yeah. things like that were okay. Right. And my mother, my mother didn't want that, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, nobody touches my child. No right. one says nothing to my child. So because that attitude that my mother adopted and people... Uh, I guess took heed to. There was no one around. No one gonna come to my brother and be like, "Oh, your kid did this. Your kid did that." Because my mother was like, "What the fuck that gotta do with you? That's my kid, my business." Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how she said. My mother was a fighter, a real life fighter. So she didn't really have people approach her and try to say nothing to her children, nothing like that. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about it. Like it, it, it just basically she kept it private. The only, well, you could say a village if you talk about out my household because I told you I have older brothers and sisters that were full grown adults. Correct. They helped raise her. Right. Help raise us, you know what I'm saying? So if you mean like a small village like inside, then that's definitely possible. But as far as outsiders, non blood related people, mm-hmm. they didn't really they didn't really come in. You like, know what I'm like honestly, I think it would take a village to raise a child because like as much as uh the younger generation are having more and more kids, you know what I'm saying? Like and they're younger when they're having those kids, like they need they need people around them to help them because some of them are still in, even in high school. Some of them are still trying to figure out their jobs, what they're going to do with the rest of their life, what career path they're going to go on. So, like, they don't know necessarily how to be a parent, so they have to reach out to others to help have a structure around the child. So I, be- I believe to a certain extent, yes, you do. It, it does take a village to raise a child, um, especially ones that, you know, if it's a single mother or a single father, you, you need to have that masculine energy in the child's life so they know what it looks 
like what proper love looks like, what proper protection looks like, you know, yeah. and what a proper provider looks like. Um, a lot of people try to take on a lot of those things by themselves, which I understand because some people are prideful. They don't want to reach out for help. But also, in order to love the child the right way, you have to depend on, well, not necessarily depend. You have to be able to outsource and outreach to other people who do know things that you don't know about um, being a parent. So that's that's yeah. my take on that. How do you feel? Well, well when, when it comes to raising my daughter, like you said, you know, they say have a, you say have a masculine, you know, figure out how to teach her how to be strong, how to feel protected and stuff like that. My daughter had that, has that. The only thing that I, why, why I made sure her, mother was always around why I never took her mother out the picture even though that's what was crazy because I want her to have the opposite. Mm-hmm. I want her to learn the sensitivity. I want her to learn the love. I want her to learn that you don't have to be hard all the time right. and stuff like that. You know, that, that, that may be the persona that I give up unintentionally but um, I want her to understand that, you know, it's, it's okay to cry. Yep. You may not see cry but it's okay to cry. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to be sensitive. So that's why I always kept, you know, her mama her mom does have a, um, a big family. They all are around her and stuff like that. They all are influential. And her and stuff like that. So, you so, know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get down to the um to the the <laughs> pinned comment that's down at the bottom. I didn't mean to cut you off. My bad, B. I don't know why I can't see anything. I, I can't, can't see no comments either now. Y'all can't see comments. I don't see anything. Oh even, man! It just says that me and you are in here. Yo, that's weird. Um, I don't know how to change <laughs> that, so I apologize. Um, so at the bottom, the question is. Do you believe that you were raised off of love or off of survival? That's the question? Yes. Um, I believe I was raised with a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She had to do what she had to do to survive. Yeah. But the way she displayed her her struggle or her survival was through love. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she she made sure that she knew that we that she loved us and that she cared for us and that everything she's doing mm-hmm. is because of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And stuff like that. That yeah, she has to survive, but she's only surviving because of the love of her children, the love she has for us, the love that we have for her. That's why she's putting in this much effort to survive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I would say a little bit of both. I definitely felt like I was raised off of, off of survival, but the way it was shown to me was that I was raised off of love. What about you, B? I think it was a, a lot of love, mm-hmm. and um, for me, but I think like with my brothers, it was both. It was kind of both for them right um they were they were a little bit a little bit more strict with me um just trying i think they just try to protect me so much from everything was it because you're the first girl because i'm the only girl only girl oof yeah yeah i can see that that makes sense (laughs) that makes sense this brother he's still like he's 43 years old and he's still super protective of me oh of course as he should be as he should be (laughs) Um, I would I would say that I was raised off of I think I was raised off of survival for the most part but um it was it was portrayed it was it was said I wouldn't say portrayed it was said that it was love but as an adult and as me seeking my own personal help and mental health and coming to certain realizations, I realized that it was more survival than love. Because, you know, even though it was for love that um, my mom and my dad and, you know, whoever else was trying to protect me and show me love, 
it didn't necessarily come off as love, you know? Um, it came off of more, um, more strict or more, um, disciplined than anything. So at the time is, is like me being a younger kid, I didn't really have friends outside of the church. You know, I didn't have many friends in, in the school. So like if they weren't in our church, we didn't necessarily have them over to our house. You know what I'm saying? It may sound weird or whatever, but like there were certain things like that that it wasn't necessarily love, but it was more survival because it was just like they didn't know how to properly love on a child who's still like trying to figure out their way, you know? So it comes off a little bit weird if that makes any sense. It does, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um what would you say are some pros to being raised with love? Me or B? Anyone, whoever wants to take a stab at so, it first. I like that um, I would always see my parents. Um, they would always kiss each other. My dad used to like meet my mom at the door. I wish I had a. I wish I had a button that said "Aww." <laughs> like, like the other day, uh, she was driving up from work and. Mm. He meets her at the door. Oh wow! Every day when she comes home from work, so I think it's so sweet. So, but I I love seeing that, and yeah. that's what I wanted. I wanted that for my kids. Like when they come home from school, I'm just right there, or you know, I run to them at the bus stop or whatever. Just <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love love. So I'm gonna, y'all say I'm in a fairy tale, but yes, I am. That's but sweet. <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, let's see. I would say. I don't know. I think one of the pros to being raised with love is just, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's teaching you something. It's, te- it's as a man teaching you how to, how, how to, I guess, how to behave or how to act or how to love someone else. So one of the benefits of being raised with love is being taught how to love someone else. Because that's one of the things I see a couple of people I know struggle with because they was raised with selfishness and they behave this way as adults. I know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, so being raised with love actually, you know, helps you learn to love others. And, you know, all at times they do say, you know, put yourself first and stuff like that. But although I put myself first, I still put people in, in, a, in, a, in a category. I put people somewhere. I just don't put myself first and turn my back on everybody. That's just not me and stuff like that. And that comes from the way I was raised. Yes, my mother put her kids first and made sure her kids is first. But she didn't, she didn't um, like, turn her back to anybody else in the world. Like, right. like her grandkids or herself. She didn't turn her back to those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those people, yeah, those people were always still showing love, always still giving if they needed, always still assisted if, you know, if she could and stuff like that. But she put certain people first when it was her kids and stuff like that. But she made sure everybody felt the love and no one can dispute the love that, you know, she had for people or the reason why I am the way I am. You can't dispute the kind of person I am as much as, as there's never as much as people say because nobody would say nothing crazy. Right. But you can the person it's to the point where if you say something negative about me that's like like kind of ab- about my character somebody will question you you know what i'm saying i know be for a minute you can ask me the same way if you say anything about my character she'll question you yeah. you know what i'm saying it's just it's just me i'm the kind of person that i am okay you know so saying? question do um we talked about the pros do you believe that there's any cons to being raised off of love um off of love you're, no, you're sensitive to to yeah you have to learn to like not be so so sensitive. You gotta learn to have some thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. It also it also creates expectations. 
So in her mm. that's not real world expectation. <laughs> so, that, so you can oh, show that, that's one of the things that I talk about with my daughter. I curate a lot. I show her a lot of love, but I also have to tell her this is that's that's how I am. Right. That's not the real world. You know, what I, mean? I may be one out of ten people <laughs> to give a number. You know, what I mean, you may encounter the other nine before you encounter me. You know, what I'm saying stuff like yeah. that. So it's not real world. It's 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 here, but it's not real world. I appreciate you most because, like, even though I didn't send you the the outline of the podcast, it's like you know you like right on topic to some of the stuff that I have. Like you have like bro, you like right on it. So like, if I was to send you this, you could see exactly where I'm at and be like, wow, like (laughs) is that's that's amazing. I I was sitting here like, how come I didn't know he was gonna be on here too? Right, 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 right. Cause I want to, I wanted both of y'all to be on here to be honest. But yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I think, I think maybe some of the cons um is that their parents were not that emotionally supportive mm, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They weren't very clear what in their in their way that they showed love to them. Like they probably never even said that they loved them. Oh yeah. Or like th- maybe their way of showing love was okay. I took you on a trip. Or yeah. I, I put a roof over your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a roof over your yeah. head and I bought you clothes. Yeah. To, uh, so, you know, for Christmas or that's whatever. Me showing me, that's me showing you but, your, my love for but you. But they never yeah. said that. They never hugged their child. You know, we always went to bed, all three of us, me me and both my brothers, we always went to bed. We always told our parents goodnight and gave them a goodnight kiss. That's how we were. And Gabe does that with me now. Aww. But like, whatever. But <laughs> Aww. That's sweet. But, I need to give me one of my all buttons. Um, <laughs> what would you say are some pros to being raised off of survival? Becoming survivalist yourself, becoming strong. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a major part right there. Becoming strong, becoming survival, being able to do this by not by yourself, being able to do this if you need to. Right. Mm, D. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think that people who 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 grew up trying to survive, not only did they like try to like survive uh you know learning to fight but they had to learn to fight to love other people too not only that but they had to learn it on their own right mm-hmm. yeah like that's that's the thing about survival like you're put in uh positions and situations to where you don't really know what the outcome is going to be but you figure it out while you're going through it you know right i, I believe that's a strong characteristic like, but at the I same time it can be a, a downfall yeah, to fight, to give, to give love, and to get su- that support. They always had to learn how to fight. Yeah. So, what would you say are some cons uh, about being raised off of survival? Um, the, uh, like like B just said, not not knowing love, not knowing how to love, or you know, or how to you know, you got having to learn how to love on your own, or being so hung up on survival, you forget to live. Yeah. So you're, 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 instead of, instead of living every day, you're surviving every day. Yeah. And, you don't even be in danger, but you're so much in survival mode that, you know what I'm saying? I'm surviving. You I, could be debt free, everything, but you stacking. You got $10,000 in your account, but now I can't spend it. I can't go outside. Yeah. I got to make sure I'm good. Now, I, think, I think one important thing about, um, or one con, is that when you're raised off survival, when somebody's actually showing you genuine love, because you're so used to doing everything on your own or figuring it out by yourself, you second guess it because you don't know what that looks like. So you yeah. could be, like, too proud for it to be like, nah, nah I, don't, I don't need that or whatever. But, like, you don't know what genuine love looks like. So when you see it and when somebody's showing it to you, you don't know what it is. You second guess it. Um, 
that's a real thing being raised off of survival which is crazy um do you think that being raised with love makes you naive or oblivious to the real world yeah, i think so mm. I, I definitely think so i think the being raised off of uh, uh, uh love can definitely make you naive because like i said it's not everyone in the world that's like that yeah you know what I'm saying? you have more people living to trying to survive or living through so being raised through survival or living off of, you know, straight survival mode, and stuff like that, then you have people that's living, you know, in, in love mode, or through love, and stuff like that, so the people you're going to encounter is um, a lot different than what, you, what you've been raised to believe, that's why I feel like it's a, sh- it definitely needs to be uh, a good mixture of both, you know what I'm saying, if you're a lovey person, you can give that 60-40, you know what I mean, yeah. if you're a survival person, you can give that 60-40, but I feel like it still has to be a mix, it can never be um, eighty twenty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that that makes it really hard. Either way, yeah, you're gonna struggle with the other one. That is definitely true. What about you, B? I think it can. Mm. I think it definitely can. Explain. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> also saying like, um, my expectations of what I view as this person loves me or is is a lot different than somebody who is with who grew up in survival mode. Mm. So like I want to I want to see what my parents see. Right. Right. <laughs> he's, he's got <laughs> my man's in there doing construction. <laughs> Breaking glasses and everything. He a bartender. Wow. It's crazy. But yeah. So I mean, I guess sometimes that I I am I am naive on what I I want, and somebody Courtney told me that I live in a fairy tale fairy tale. Do you believe you <laughs> live in a fairy tale world? No, I just know what I I want. You just know what you want. You okay? I'm, I'm moving. I'm still. You, you I'm sound like you. You sound like you break your stuff. <laughs> oh no, nah, the ice and ice machine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was worried. I was about to send the cops, sir. Ice ice machine. Somebody was breaking in, bro. Like, whoa, uh-huh. that's wild. Um, like I don't want to settle for anything that's unhealthy. Yeah. Or, or that would be unhealthy for me. Yeah. Do you do you think that someone raised with love is capable of sympathizing or empathizing or even? understand someone who was raised off of survival (laughs) (laughs) i'm asking both of y'all the the question is do you think that someone who was raised with love is capable or of sympathizing or empathizing or even understand someone who was raised off of survival i i I feel like if if they're willing to to learn or take that opportunity to to understand the person, mm-hmm. then I think that it's, it's, it's capable of happening. But if they're just stuck in their ways, then it just is what it is. It's right. like you can't you you I don't know you 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 can't melt iron without heat. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. be able to compromise somewhere. And I mean to be to get that in. I think I think that it would be easier for a person who was raised off of love to yeah. empathize yeah. with someone who was raised off of survival. Because yeah, they know what love looks like, then. you know. Yeah. They may that not be able to um, to know what it's like to survive, but they'll be able to understand 
and and show empathy to the person who is raised off of survival, who is just always trying to grind and whatnot. Like I think it's easier for them to understand rather than someone who was raised off of survival trying to understand and sympathize with somebody who was raised off of love. If that makes yeah. any sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Um and that just basically asked that uh, the other question was, do you think that someone who was raised off of survival is capable of fully trusting and loving someone who was raised with love? I think they might seek that. I think mm. that because of everything that they went through growing up, that they want, they want that. Right. They want that for their life. Um, but they also have to know that they can't settle for an un- any unhealthy ships, friendships, relationships, any yeah. of that. Yeah. And I think um, part of that, part of that surviving is doing whatever it takes by any means necessary to survive. So if understanding, you know, somebody who was raised by love is going to help you survive and move forward, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to be able to do it because part of surviving is doing whatever it takes to, um, to, to survive. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you're going to adapt any which way you feel like you have to, to survive. Um, what would you say is the most crucial point about being raised off of love? I know, I know. Be looking down at the notes, like, hey, didn't this nigga didn't put that on the notes? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, I knew you were gonna yeah. stuff at me, but um, oh, I have to think about that. Come back to me on that one. What about you, most? I, I feel like the most crucial part is the consistency. Mm, yes, yeah, say that. Say that again for the people on the back. For the consistency, you can't yeah. be on and off. Like, yeah. if you're going to raise somebody with love and you're going to, you know, do that, you have to be consistent yeah. with it. That's what you have to show them all the time. You yeah. can't show them love when the when things are going good. When it's easy, you know yeah. Put you over the mode. Yeah. They don't, they're not going to understand why you're telling them no. They're not going to understand why you're taking this away or why we got to sell the big TV. They're not going to understand that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not understand So the most crucial part is consistency, period. But like I said, it has to be both ways. So when things like that happen, it's, it's an easy transition. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I like that answer. Consistency. consistency. I, need, I need to put that down. On, on, on a, pin that down on the, the comments. Like, consistency. That's, that's, I like that. What about you, B? Now that you had a little bit of time to think about it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. She still that. don't know. <laughs> I mean, with you being raised off of love, you would think that you would know, like, What's something that is crucial about being raised off of love? See, I, I guess that's one of the things that make it hard for us because she was raised off of love. It's not something I got to think about. It's automatic. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. automatic. Because it's and, always been there. It's yeah. always been consistent, like you said. Yeah, so it's automatic. So it's not for her, <laughs> yeah, it's not for her to I think about. I put myself in, in survival mode, I, I, and I couldn't see that for my children either. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one. Okay, so here's another question that's not on the outline. Um, <laughs> if you had a choice of, of raising your kids, how would you raise them? Off of love, off of survival, or a bit of both? A bit of both. And that's, mm. what, that's, that's how I've been. Mm. Yeah. 60-40 love. 60-40. Why 60-40? Because I, I, the... I, I can't, I can't create something that don't exist. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not saying we don't struggle, but I can't create a struggle or help you feel a struggle if it don't exist. You know what I'm saying? And so like that, but I want you to understand it and stuff like that. But if I have the chance to raise you with love, 
then that's what I'm going to do because that's how I was raised. It was a struggle. Yeah. I didn't see the struggle. I seen the love. Okay. I learned about the struggle as I got older. So part two of that question, which one is 60 and which one is 40? Love, love is 60. 40 mm. is the, the, the struggle. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. What about, do you think that uh, a gap like 70, 30 is a little bit too much of a gap? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's too much of a gap. I think you're losing a lot of one or the other. Mm-hmm. And I, I told you, I feel like if it can't be 50-50, which is ideal, yeah. then I, I give it 10. Give or take 10 either way. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't do um straight, you know, 70-30. That's too much. You know what I mean? Do you, do you think that it's possible to, like, not have a ratio of how much you show love or how much you show survival, but it's important that you teach both? Like, yeah. Like, that, it's always in love, but you're also showing them how to survive, but in love. Of course, that, that 64 number that I gave you is just to put it in perspective. But there's no set boundaries, no set numbers. But I show more love than the struggle because that's just what, where I'm at right now in my life. Right. And stuff like that. And where I'm at with my kid. My life, where we've been at for the past 15 years and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's no set number. I just gave the number 64 just to give a perspective, just to give a visual of what I mean when I say split. Mm, I like that. I think I'm not I'm not a father myself, but I feel like I would be I would be a great dad or a great father because it's like as as much as I went through and my struggle being raised, it's like I don't want my kids to ever experience that for themselves, you know. So it's just like I want them to know how to survive. I want them, hey, what's up? What's up, man? What's up? Hey, you still chasing that boy? He ain't start running yet. He ain't run yet. <laughs> Don't be nervous, now. He came up with the ring light showing in his glasses. I like it. I like it. No wonder why B got some good lighting going on there. She got the ring light. Um, but yeah, I believe like, I want to, I want to be a great father. Cause I don't want my kids to experience any of the stuff that I went through, you know? Um, even if I get married again and, uh, for whatever reason we get a divorce, I still want their, them to be able to look to both their mom and their dad for love and for guidance in any situation, you know? Um, I don't want to feel like I'm missing out on anything. I want to be a part of every venture of my child's life, you know? So, yeah. yeah. What was you saying, B? I said that's awesome that you want that you want to do that. Yeah. Like, um, I wish my kids had that, but I mean, even though they had their when I was married, he was there, but he was in the military, so right. he was always. So it was just mom all the time, twenty four seven. Do you think that? Raising a kid off of love, just pure love, do you think that the the parent deserves, like, breaks? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like the fact that I get a break every single summer is it's a, it's a benefit. It makes me, it, it makes me, um, I want to say appreciate, you know what I mean, certain things. It makes her appreciate certain things, you right. know what I'm saying? When it's not consistently happening for, for, for a moment, like, you know, it's still there, but you know what I mean? You, you get a break from it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You get to, you get to, I want to say breathe for a second. Like, I'm not breathing, you but you know what I'm saying? down. Like, you get to recharge yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I like, what What do you think is um one of the most important things about love, like showing your kid love? Like, outside of consistency, like, what portion of love do you show the most? 
What do you mean? Like how how I show her love? Like yes. What? Like how do you show your your daughter love? Um, it's emotion emotional emotion emotionally and physically. I would say like mm-hmm. I definitely give my daughter a hug. She greets me at the door. It's kind of crazy. She does it every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if I tell her if she feels some kind of way, just talk to me. And I turn off daddy mode sometimes. I'm like yo, call me your homeboy. Call yeah. me bro. You gotta do. It. Let's talk about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Policy. And so that yeah, definitely open door policy. Mm. You know, stuff like that. Definitely you, open door policy. Don't ever be afraid to talk to me about like my daughter. She tells me things. Like my oldest son, he lives in Atlanta, but he'll tell me things. And then so like when dad will like text me and like, did you know this? I'm like, yeah, I've been on that. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> do so. Do you think that like the child should have um an important um like a say in how they're being raised like when you're raising your child i, I feel like when they get to a certain age because mm. see teenagers is a weird part it's yes. like you're not a child so you shouldn't be treated as a child but you're not an adult so you, i can't give you the freedom as an adult correct so i ask for the input you right know what I mean? so i take your input i always tell i say when, when you when when something when at this age when you want something or something's happening, I take your input. If I don't, if it doesn't go your way, I still take your input and at least know that you know next time this comes around, we can find a way to make it your way because it's not harming you. It's not right. harming me. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always have to go my way. And I tell her that you know times change. How my mother was raised or what she did as a child is different than what I did as a child. So I know what she's doing as a child is different than what I'm doing as a child. Or I'm doing um that different than what I did as a child. And I don't know what goes on, so I want you to talk to me. So if something has to change, like if I say, oh, street lights or street lights is, uh, everybody go to bed nine o'clock or coming before street lights, I can't say that to her because nobody goes outside no more. Right. So how do I, yeah. so how do I, so that's they always on a game or something, yeah. Yeah, so how do I shut it down? How do, how do I, how do I, so what, what do I? You shut it down. Like, huh? I said that on school nights, you're off of the game and you're off of your phone by this time. Mm. So, well, well, with that, with that being said, right? So, my daughter, if if the reason why you say you you off by this time or whatever, because you're creating a structure, you want to make sure your kids do well. So, right. if if your kid is is not performing bad in school, not ne- no negative behaviors, straight A student stuff like that, but they don't like to go to bed at night, but they still get up in the morning, go to school, not sleep in the school, I not get no calls. Oh, you are the same child. That's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So He's awesome in school. But she don't want to get off of this damn VR headset <laughs> and yeah, like so, virtual reality all day long, and I'm like, go to bed. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, said, I said with her, I set little little rewards for like you do everything good already. Right. But when you do above and beyond, I said rewards like you know like I have I, I control her phone through my phone, so I cut it off at a certain time when you stop doing chores mm. or doing. Anything. But when things are done, chores and stuff like that, all that is done. Like there's nothing that I really need you to do. You right. did everything. You didn't do your laundry. You didn't start it. My laundry. Like what reason is there really for me to cut up your phone? Right. For you to go to bed at nine o'clock and you still get up in the morning. You get up in the morning. You walk your dog. You come back. You make your breakfast. You feed your dog. You do all of that. Not so only that, it's showing responsibility. It's showing yeah. responsibility at a young yeah, age. Like doing little chores like that is is showing like it's. It's getting her ready for the real world without necessarily telling her right. this is what's exactly. going to prepare you for I, the real I, world. Adult, there's nobody that cut your phone off and tell you to go to bed. Right. I got to no close these curtains. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see the I see the light coming in like, whoa, <laughs> what? Yeah. Got something going on. 
as an as an adult man, there's no one to tell you uh, cut your phone off. No one to tell you go to bed. You, you do it because you know it's a responsibility. And I feel like at the at the teenage years, you have to teach them now, let them feel that part. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like for me telling you to cut your phone every day at nine o'clock and go to bed at nine o'clock, it doesn't help when you get into the world where you go to college right after high school and. No one tells you that, so you stay up all night, and now you messed up in the morning because you never got the chance to experience the feeling yeah. of staying up all night and then um, getting up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But she does this on a regular, so I have no doubt in my mind that when she goes to college and she has to do long night studies or she wants to go party at night, she have no problem getting up to go to class the next morning. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what would you say is one thing that your parents <laughs> taught you that you are teaching your kids? see one thing that I, I guess how to uh, it's, it's, I guess how to is that what mine mine would be responsibility mm. yeah and we had to do it we could not go anywhere if, if nothing was done if we didn't do our homework and it wasn't right if it was not right the first time <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and we had chores we had chores that we had to, to do if we didn't do it, then guess what? You're not going. Or if we, um, if we did, like I say, if we could be, we were in sports and stuff like that. They would take us to a game and make us sit there. If you know, they not playing because. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be some type of hot if, if I was on a sports team <laughs> like I and I didn't do anything, I didn't do what I was supposed to, and I, I went to the game but couldn't play, but I had to sit in the bench. In my <laughs> in my jersey, in my uniform, and then watch the rest of my teammates play without me being able to play. I, That's so now, I would have to say the one thing is um that is had in my head is what I, is, is knowing that the world don't don't revolve the world Ooh, is more yes. to the world than you but don't revolve around you because that's how I was when I was a kid. I could not put my mind that there were things that exist before the day I was born. Yeah, I could not put that in my mind as a kid. Like, nah, nothing exists. Like. You said what? Nah, that, that couldn't happen. And she was like that for a second. And I had to bring her back, like in her mind or our mind. But that moment in time, we realized that there's other things around the world. Like sometimes, if you leave yourself here and step back and look and see how your behavior, your actions are affecting other people, or how it's causing other people around you to fail. You know what I'm mm. saying? I'm not even talking about you're doing things that's negative or you're doing things hurting other people. But sometimes you can be so um, bold or outspoken when it's not really necessary for you to do that you scare people away who may want to come to you and ask you for help or who may want to come to you and you know seek something from you and they can't because of the way you you go on you know what i'm saying where you carry on like nah i did this i did that nah, stuff like that so yeah i want to say understanding that the world is more to the world than just you and what's in your household okay so i'm gonna ask this question for you most um what advice would you give someone who was raised with love about the real world It's that every it's everyone is not as I said that love is love is love is there but it's not as common as other things. Mm. So love is there but it's not as common as other things. So you gotta you gotta be you could you could you could hope for the love but expect other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't just think that that's only it. That is all it is. There's no more to it. It's just love. You can hope for the love yeah. and sometimes you'll get it, but just understand there's other things that go on in the um, in the world besides you know being raised with love or somebody that loves you and also how to differentiate the 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 real love from like fake love how people will show you the love that you think that you know it's 
you're supposed to get, and it's only for a specific reason. Yeah. Okay. B. What advice would you give someone about love who was raised off survival? You have some time to think about this. Don't, don't be rolling your eyes and looking up at the skylight. Just on the ceiling. Of love? I mean, someone who was enough to love to get to someone who was raised off of survival? Yes. Um, just still be, just to be you, uh, but just don't be naive. Mm. Um, uh, still got to be resource, resourceful. Uh, yeah. Don't put people away either. It's true. This is true. This is true. Um, do you feel like someone who is raised off of love and only love is typically gullible? If typically, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Not, or, not, not always, because sometimes, sometimes for every person, but I think for the most part, it, it, it should be gullible, survival, or or show because sometimes. Even in survival mode, somebody will show you something that, or show you a tool that you think you need to survive, and yeah. it makes you open up to them and you know willing to let your guard down mm-hmm. just to let them in because you're trying to do whatever it takes to survive, and you make yourself gullible. In the love sense, you know, of course, anybody show you that fake love and stuff like that, it's gonna make you gullible. You're gonna believe what they're telling you. You know what I'm saying? Because it sounds familiar from what you're being raised, from how you was raised. Mmm, I like that. Do you feel like? Um in some pieces about people who are being raised off of love or uh, people who are raised off of survival who are in a relationship with someone who's raised off of love, do you feel like sometimes they can tell the the person who was raised off of love uh, what they want to hear rather than what they need to know? Um, yeah, I feel, I feel that's definitely po- I feel that's definitely possible. They they would definitely because like I said, it, one the love the one who raised by love is definitely gonna try to not hurt the other one. Yeah. Tell them what hear. The one that's based on survival knows they need this person to survive. So let me tell you what I want you to hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 How it is. Now, I'm thinking, yeah, honestly, if you think you got somebody raised up for love and somebody raised up for survival, if y'all can go ahead and communicate and better compromise, y'all kids are going to be great. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great because you're going to have that great mixture of both in a household. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, not just a feeling like you taught, one person taught them love, one person taught them um, survival. You got, I mean, the same person taught them survival. You got one person who does straight love. Another person who does straight survival. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and it's going to make you great because then, hey, boy, leave that alone. It's gonna make you great. <laughs> it's gonna make you great. You know what I'm saying? So Y'all better not be in that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna make you great, man. Yeah, stuff like that. I feel like that. For real. That's what's up. What about you, B? Um, I I, I didn't want to answer that question. <laughs> why not? And I'm, that's, see, I, that's exactly why I want you to answer the question because you don't want to answer like, the question. Just, just like, yes, I was raised on love, but. Um, in my relationships, I used to hold back, like mm. showing that emotion out of me, and I would just just keep all that bottled up. Why? I don't know. I w- I think I was afraid to show that side of me, but when I know, so like with my person, like I'm more open. 
that's different. <laughs> so that's understandable. I feel like I feel like me personally being raised a little bit of both, but I feel like I was raised more off survival. I would say that I won't want to be. Uh, I don't want people to tell me what I what they think they want me to hear or what what they think I want to hear. You know, I want people to be straight up with me. Be honest, like, cause yes. we we adults, we grown now. Like, I gotta put my big boy shorts on. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't lie to me. Yeah, I'd rather you hurt me with the truth than to to rub my back and make me feel better with a lie. Like, don't don't do that. You know. And it's me. Like, don't lie to me about anything. Yeah. Be truthful. Yes. Because if you. Even if it's just one small lie, it's going to make me question everything Every else. single thing else, yeah. Yeah. It's very destructive. It's, 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 not, it's not proper to lie, but, like, I want to say, when you, when, you, when you say lie to you, it's something so small, like, uh, they ask you, like, okay, here's something small. Like, sometimes need to be told, to, to um to make things continue to run smoothly, like for example, right? If um if I, I don't, let's say for example, my I I not I not a cook or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So if I meet her and she cooks food for me, right? And stuff like that. Let's say everything was lit on the plate except for the broccoli. That's kind of mushy. You know what I'm saying? But instead of me telling her that 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 that, that, that was bad, I didn't like it. I tell her, wait, I'm like, yo, it, it was good, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To keep the peace, I don't want to discourage her. Yeah. You know what I mean? From not ever doing it again. So if I feel like, you know, some little white lies are okay, and that's one of the ones that Oof. I feel Jesus. like it's okay. That's a whole you know nother I mean? that's a whole nother topic right there. Like white lies <laughs> versus lies <laughs> you should tell. Yeah. I think I might do that for another episode. <laughs> if we don't steal the first one. Oh, uh, <laughs> so we could we compete with uh podcast topics, huh? Okay, okay. I see how y'all doing. Uh, um, question: You guys have any um any shout outs? Shout out to the Black Tea Podcast. Hey, you know what I mean? Follow the Black Tea Podcast every Wednesday, nine p.m. Hosted by myself hey. and Lucky B right there. You see it? Hey, hey, that's it. You know um, what? I'm gonna be honest with you though. Like, I'm a little upset that B didn't hit me up to see if I wanted to do collaborate with a podcast because she knew I had my own podcast. Yeah, but it, she ain't, you know, nah. Yeah, honestly, it didn't even. I, I was a guest. But you already had your own. How does that look like? Me coming to you and be like, hey, you wanna? I mean, I would have been okay with it if you would have asked me, but I didn't get that. Well, I, I didn't get a chance. Like I didn't think that would be as appropriate. Because I can do multiple podcasts, you know. I didn't, I mean, I guess I didn't think that it was appropriate. So that's why I didn't Wow. Closed mouths don't get fed, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we, we love, we love everybody who comes. Yeah, I love, I love coming on y'all show. Even if I'm not talking, I, I just love coming on y'all show because y'all always got some great energy and great vibes. Yeah, I love, I love all our guests, man. They, they're cool. Hey, but all the regulars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even when even when we'll be having some heated debates, I still love it because it's just I'm like you know. I'm yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean to go. He he was just asking me like what the definition was, so I went and looked it up. I said he went to go grab his dictionary for real. I really I did. I, I really did. 
And it wasn't to be like messy or anything like that. I just wanted to be on the same page, you know, just to let them know like this is what I found. And and it was just like that's that's what I was explaining. That's what my point was is that, you know, people calling one thing something that's really not that thing is you know. It's a debate. It's a debate. It was great. It's, last forever because like i said in the insecurities it, it the, the definition it does have a dictionary definition but how people define it is very arbitrary it's based on what you see who you talking to yes you know what I'm saying? and stuff like that so that's 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 something major you know what i'm saying and that's the, what they, i that's what i was yeah, trying to explain yeah. even even the words that's like in the i'm not trying to go you know biblical or not that but even the words in the bible it's a set thing so it has a set meaning but Depending on who you're talking to, this can mean this or this can mean that. Yep. I look at the whole world like it's arbitrary. I don't care what's written down. It's who you're talking to, how they interpret yep. the words that's yep. written. You that's the I mean? funny and thing that's about it. perception. Like, yep. perception, like, I could say something to you and thinking that I'm not, uh, you know, intentionally hurting you, but you can take it a certain way, and that's exactly. your perception off of what, it, what happened. So it's just huh? you got to make sure that the perception, how it's perceived to come off, is respectable to the person that you're talking to. And how they was raised. Yeah, raised. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I have a question too. So, like, what do you mean by that? And you said I what? find myself doing that a lot lately. Because mm. I used to just be so so much of an overthinker that I'm gonna let it play out in my head the way I want to play out. Right. But lately, oh, I would say over the past maybe year or so, I want to know why. Like, or what did you mean when mm. you said mm. this? Mm. Yeah. But I Instead mean, of me, when I, when I I'm thinking that, oh, well, they meant this, but they really meant something totally different. So you have to, you always have to be on the same wave, that, that same page. So. Hey, B, I, I need you to, for the next episode we do, I need you to figure out what's going on with your Wi-Fi or your connection on your no, phone. Because it's like, so, I, I don't know, audio does it, it does it all the time. Yeah. Does, yeah. Sorry. What? <laughs> is it, is it, does it do it every week? Yeah. It, 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 when, you, when you have long, when you talk for a period of time, it does. It goes in and out. Yeah. Well, why y'all just saying something now? <laughs> I mean. Hey, you said audio issues. We talked about this. That's why we I try mean, to get it right. You know what I mean? Try to get it right, you know? It don't look like his, though. That's yeah. No, nah, not Wi-Fi. I think it's just audio. I think it's Wi-Fi. I think it's just audio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's just, just audio. That's all. But yeah, guys, I'm about to hop off this. I appreciate you guys for allowing me to come in. I didn't even know this was a scheduled podcast. <laughs> nah, you good. Just, you good. Like I would have hit you up too. I should have. I should have told B to just send it to you because you know it was. It was better unscripted, bro. It was better unscripted. Yeah. I like going unscripted. Yes. Those are facts. Unscripted. You know, I like to jump in and just speak my mind what's on my mind rather than thinking about it. I don't want to think about it. Let me just say what comes to my mind first. Big facts. B, you got any, uh, you got any, any shout outs? Just like you podcast. Wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no other shout outs. You don't want to shout out your boo that ain't your boo. That should be your boo. That's your boo. You know, you ain't got no boo. You ain't got no boo thing like that. I'm not telling you to say his name or anything like that. I'm just saying. podcast on privacy. You said what? Yeah, just like that. I was just wondering. You know what I mean? Just that. 
Like, ain't no little special boot thing or nothing. Like, kids, none of that. Wow. Okay. But like I said, guys, I'm out of here, man. I'm going to holler at y'all. I appreciate you. All right. Later, man. Later, bitch. Um, so, the, man, I always like to, to do shout outs at the end of my podcast. Um, I like to shout out my haters because without my haters, I don't know if I even have haters. And I say that every single time. I don't know if I have haters, but I, I shout out my haters because they make I me want to do it even more, you know. What was you saying? Sometimes, <laughs> like every word. And I said definitely gonna be people who hate on you. Yeah. No matter. Like when I started doing my my lives and stuff, I noticed some people would say little things. I'm just like, whatever. It's not gonna stop me. Yeah, I was hating because you didn't, you know, reach out to me to see if I wanted to be a co-host on your show. I didn't so. think to. I, I felt left out, B. I, I mean, you're on out. every week. It's my. You might as well just. I mean, you didn't ask me if I wanted to be a co-host, so <laughs> I still was just waiting on you. I've been rude, like you've been like I got my own job. I wouldn't have been rude. I would have said yes, because at least y'all are consistent with it. That's a different. That's a different uh, conversation that we could have off camera, maybe. Most, so. Hey, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, with that being said, um, I got some announcements that I'm going to do because uh, I usually like to end my shows with announcements. Um, IWWG, or I Walk With God, is an apparel brand seeking to inspire others to trust God no matter the season and allowing him to order their steps. This is the way of life, declaring to keep faith, keep hope, and keep trusting in God in every phase of our lives. Purchases can be made on their website, www.iwwg co.com you can also find them on facebook and instagram under iwwgco binaural beats and black voices combine to quiet your mind and relax your uh relax you to your best night's sleep settle down and immerse yourself into original and classic stories with a melanated twist in no time you'll be sleeping in melanated peace girl good night New episodes come out Sundays at 7 p.m. CST on all the major platforms and YouTube. We're on Instagram at girl underscore goodnight and Facebook girl goodnight LLC. Um, you can also provide this link where everything is consolidated. That's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash drum D-R-U-M dot I-O forward slash girl good night that was a whole mouthful um <laughs> tune into the next episode of the pms part of my sarcasm podcast where i will be talking about meeting your future partner mm, it sounds like a good one right uh i don't even i don't even know if i have a, a a guest for that episode i might just end up doing that one by myself or i just might invite my sugar foot on and we might talk about it so y'all can finally see who she is or that's if she wants to do that show. She might want to do that one with you. She that'll might. Do. That, so that'll that'll be a good show if you and her get that together. Yeah. We talked about her being on my show a couple of times. I just gotta see? I just gotta find some time for her to be on the show. Well it's not me finding time for her. It's her letting me know what her schedule's looking like so she can possibly be on my show. 
she popped in here earlier. I seen her on there. And of course you couldn't see it because you can't see any of the comments. So <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> the whole time it said that me and you were on here it just said that. Bro, that's crazy. That's are there crazy. comments? I don't know. Yeah, there are a couple comments, you know. We've just been kicking it. I mean, a lot of people just popping in here and I was waving at everybody. Oh, I missed a couple of people. <laughs> I'm waving now. So if you see me waving at you, don't say nothing. Mind your <laughs> business. Um, so our next episode is Wednesday and it'll be on long distance relationships. Ooh, so. yeah. I'm going to definitely yeah. pop in on yeah. there. I think that one can go all night, but yeah. I mean, like even if y'all do that one, I'm still probably going to write an outline for it. I mean, I'm going to steal some of y'all stuff, just like y'all be stealing stuff my stuff, so. Yeah, uh, what? Yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> we never stole anything from you guys. I'm <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. It was a joke, jokey <laughs> joke. Don't be so, if, hey, relax. <laughs> never. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding, but yeah. Uh, it's all good. Um, But no, I appreciate you being on here, B. Um taking some time out of your busy schedule to join little on me on my little old podcast i feel it we're not we not as big as you know black tea podcast with your own logo and you know right. underscore on instagram y'all doing youtube and everything what's up raymond raymond yeah. how you doing yeah. kind sir i appreciate yeah. you jumping on you even though you joined on here kind of late i appreciate you kind sir um but yeah things is going great um hope everything is working out well with you and most on your show um anytime y'all want me to hop on podcast i'm definitely down and available yeah you can get some free merch away, but people are not sharing send me the merch like i'll like if you if you have merchandise that you want to that you're trying to do because i'm also trying to do some merchandise myself um I'm about to start getting merch myself. I was looking up um doing some designs on my uh on some local places here who do like vinyls on hoodies. So I'm gonna do like some vinyl stuff and uh I believe I don't know if I'll do like a giveaway, but like for the people who I see the most on my shows Instead of just waiting to do a giveaway, I'm going to just... That's what that's what up. we were going to do. Like, okay, for the people who are always on, who are always in the comments. So that means y'all going to be sending me a shirt, right? <laughs> like, we were going to send... We got you. Hey. So we'll, uh, a mug or a, or a t-shirt. I like it. Because, uh, I mean, we, I'll promote y'all on my show. Before we did that, so... We just want to get to 200 right now. That's a small goal. I'm still waiting on y'all actually to send me um, an outline, like a little script, so I can promote your show like y'all, like I do everybody else. You know, you just sat me here, you just sat here and watched me do the announcements, and you still haven't sent me a script so I can shout out y'all page. I got you. You said that last time. <laughs> Sorry, I be, I don't know, I'm all over the place. Yeah, you be busy with your podcast i, I need to promote like uh my sugar food was telling me like i need to promote more like you guys that was a compliment to you guys because i don't really promote my stuff like that so maybe i need to hit you up on the side and be like hey how do you be promoting your stuff and doing this blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. so you need like what do you need 
You know, we'll talk about it offline because we almost done with this episode. Well, we are done with this episode. I'm just wasting time and just talking <laughs> at the end of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we good. Did we ever? Yeah, we, we, we talked. About what? Situation. What's the situation? <laughs> B, I don't know what you talk about. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna cut this, this, uh, this episode short, and then you can text me, and we'll talk about the details about what you was just about to say, because uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I think I did tell you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. B, I appreciate you. Peace out. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Oh, I have to end the show, don't I? Peace out, y'all. <laughs>